Hey, everybody, it's that time again. That's right. Believe Sports, Business Sports Media, all sort of pod clips around the world. I'm Fred. Love your emails. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Art Source again with us. And Art, of course, in the state of Pennsylvania. So what's up with Keith Hernandez? Mets announcer for many years. Uh, great first baseman. He doesn't like the Philly defense. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't like the Philly defense. So he doesn't want to do the games now. What's going on? You know what? Keith has always marched to his own drummer. You know that. I mean, even going back to the old Seinfeld episodes years ago. You know, I, I don't know what he was actually thinking about that because why, why do you want to get a team that's behind you in the standings fired up in any way, shape, or form? And actually, to be honest, the Phillies have played great defense over the last, like, 30 games. I mean, they were pretty poor before that, but – you know, when people say things like that, it really, it kind of takes me aback because I've always been one to say, you never want to get the other clubhouse excited. You know, you give them something to put on the board. You know, the hey, I will say this, you know, the Mets with Jacob DeGrom coming back have been playing great baseball. It looks like a four-team race in, in baseball, Fred. I mean, you got the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Astros, and the Mets, and you know, we've been talking about the Braves on and off, but they absolutely got throttled in City Ballpark last week by the Mets. But Keith Hernandez, how about if I said who cares what he thinks? <laughs> you know, uh, on Seinfeld, he, I think he thought he did a pretty good job. By the way, this is off sports, but I find this funny. Lisa, uh, Lisa Kudrow uh, from Friends made a comment this week I read on Facebook or Us Magazine or one of those on Facebook. Anyway, the point is, she said, Jerry took credit, Seinfeld took credit for Friends making it because there was a period when Friends followed Seinfeld on NBC. So basically, he said that they met at some party and he said, you should thank me. Any comments? Oh, my God. Well, didn't she run for governor of New York or something like that at one point in time? I don't know. I, I enjoy both shows. You know, um, I think they both played off of each other. I, I loved it to watch old episodes of Seinfeld, not so much of Friends, but I mean, you know, George Costanza and, and the old actors in that, you know, they were fantastic. And, and I still enjoy watching, you know, the creator of that show, Larry David, with his show. I think that's absolutely hilarious, the different things he gets himself involved in. I mean, it's just a wonderful, wonderful show. Curb your enthusiasm, and uh, yes. they're never sure if he's going to do the next season. So they have already filmed his death. They've already taped his death in case he decides not to come. He's going to come back this year, but if after this Holy year he doesn't Larry. come, they've already they've, they've already done his death scene. I think that's oh, not boy. sports, but funny. Okay, Sean Watson. Uh, both you and I think he'll end up with more than six game suspension. I think eight. I don't think much more than that. And then the NFL will say, hey, look, we, we tried our hardest. But he's going to play Friday night. Any comments about that for the Cleveland Browns? I think it's ridiculous. You know, um, I'm going to call it the curse of Josh Rosen. As soon as Josh Rosen gets signed somewhere, it's like all of a sudden he's got no chance to play for that team. Whatever it is, he can, they can give him $25 million up front. But no, seriously. For the for the uh, Browns to actually go down to Jacksonville and start Deshaun Watson makes no sense at all to me. You need to get 
your team ready to go. Now, you know, whether that's going to be Jacoby Brissett, you know, or whoever that is, they're going to find themselves sitting in early October wishing they had Baker Mayfield back. And Fred, you might be right with the 10 games. Roger Goodell is pretty adamant about a full season right now. And I have a funny feeling when you're making $61 million as commissioner of the NFL, what he says might have a little bit of gravitas. Do you think he's acting or do you think he's serious? I think he's serious. You don't come out and say, you know, that that's predatory behavior. And we've always joked about it, not really joked about it. It's a serious concept. But, you know, can 26 people mathematically be wrong? No, just keep doubling twos and see what you get. Two, yeah. four, eight, 16, <laughs> you're 32, at the, You're at the power that even I can't go to. Five, 12, <laughs> 10, 28, 21, Folks, keep them doubling and see all 26 lying. I mean, one can lie, but what we're saying is the odds of all 26 lying, a trillions or sextillion or septillion. It, that's how big the, the number really is. All right, so uh, he's Art. I'm Fred. This is Believe Sports Business Sports Media. All sort of pod clips around the world talking about that Cleveland Brown situation. Earlier this week on Facebook, few people were writing that they've signed Kaepernick. I looked it up, and of course they haven't and hadn't. They said five million dollars a year. You think he'll ever play again? Well, based on what I heard. He is like their their emergency, the guy they're going to turn to if Deshaun Watson gets a full year suspension. So, you know, I don't know if – it's amazing how these rumors get started like that. I mean, I think after six years being out of the game, though, Fred, I think it's going to be very, very difficult for him to come back and I will tell you, the first three years, I thought he looked fantastic in that Jim Harbaugh offense. I mean, he really had the speed. He, he you know, he, he brought he brought a little bit of uh, ability to flip the ball, to spin the ball down the field. Um, you know what bothers me about the 49ers right now and Cleveland in their quarterback situations is, you know, if you have Tony Garoppolo, who is taking your team to a Super Bowl and one interception away from a second appearance in the Super Bowl, why wouldn't you keep him around for at least a few weeks? Let him get healthy. We know that he's not quite ready with his shoulder problems. But, I mean, I just don't know if you're ready to, to, to go away from that. And everybody says, well, you know, a lot of the veterans on the team really like Tony and everything. Hey, this is a long season in the NFL, 17 games. You've got Trey Lance, who's played one year at North Dakota State. Who's to say he got hurt last year when he got in the game? You better have two good quarterbacks on your roster nowadays. I mean, believe me, I just don't think, you know, you can make it through an entire season anymore unless you're really fortunate. Hard knock stopped, uh, started this week on NBC. Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell. He's going to be a superstar. I'm not sure as a coach, but either an actor. How about that rambling speech he gave, Fred? Was that like, oh, my God. It was like, I, I guess you would have to say Newt Rockney meets uh, Lou Holtz. <laughs> but he went off the deep end on a few occasions. I was trying to figure out, huh? What's he trying to say here? I think the guy's a real refreshing guy. Um, I'm, I've always been kind of a closet Lions fan, 
because I go back to the Mike Lucci's and the Joe Schmitz. And when they had Mel Farr from UCLA, he was a good ball player. They had Sanders at tight end, you know, Alex Karras. And people don't realize that in the 50s, you know, they had they had some really good football teams. They won some titles. But, you know, I, I feel for the Detroit Lions over the years with all the different organizations. You know, they've tried to bring in Matt Mill. And they, everybody that went there, you know, they got rid of the best coach they ever had, Ray Caldwell. Guy did fantastic. I believe he won nine or ten games. And, they, they, you know, they got him right out of town. So I don't know, you know, but I'm a Dan Campbell fan. I think he brings something to the game. I'd love to see Jared Goff in that ball club actually compete a little bit against Aaron Rodgers and his uh, Ayahuasca, whatever that is. <laughs> Some drink that gets you hallucinogenics. And I mean, what's that all about, Fred? You don't, so, gotta, you don't want to get the COVID-19 vaccine but you're going to take, you know, hallucinogenics. What's up with that? Okay, so they say that's not illegal based on the uh, rules of the National Football League. Uh, again, you know, you can make an argument from the aspect that that's not going to make you more violent. Those drugs will make you less violent. I th- so maybe from that aspect, I can understand it. It's always Aaron Rodgers recently trying to go around the world, get around the world's, because his name is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and what did we just read today in the uh, New York Post? I guess Paul O'Neill has been broadcasting all the Yankee games on Yes from his home because he hasn't been vaccinated. Now, what's the latest on Ben Attendee? Is, is, is he going to, is he gonna you know, be able to play in the playoffs? Because it looks like Toronto's going to qualify, and the Yankees might wind up playing a few games against Toronto. I mean... Has he changed his tune on, on you know, on the COVID-19 vaccine? Now, who, who did you just say? I can't, I didn't get the name. Ben Attendee, the kid they got from Kansas City. Oh, no, Mer- 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 Merrifield did take the shot. That's the, that's oh, the he hypocrisy. Did. He took it right away. That's the hypocrisy okay. of this. When he's with Kansas City, he's not taking it. He makes a comment. Well, if I was on a championship team, I might. He took it, like, within days. And now, of course, he's eligible to go to, uh, to to play all the games in Canada. That's Whit Merrifield. And that's why this whole thing, the world of sports is uh, blowing up uh, one way or the other. However, college football, which I no longer care about because of NIL and the, and the transfer rules. You mean professional football? <laughs> top 25. Uh, Bama's on top. It's three teams in the uh, right now, uh, Pac-12 in the top uh, 25. USC 14. Oregon at... Uh, uh, what uh, Utah at eight and Oregon at 12 USC at 14. How good can USC be as a former kicker for the Trojans? Uh, you were, well, you know, they played this, uh, this, this transfer portal, like a, like a fiddle. I mean, they got 13 guys coming in their whole season is going to come down to the offensive and defensive lines. If they have the depth to be able to compete at that level and, and have that kind of ability, I think they're fine at quarterback. They're loaded at wide receiver. They got two great running backs out of the portal, one from Oregon, who I really like. Um, you know, Lincoln Riley has really, really turned that whole student body and alumni around. But now they're having problems because I guess the NIL, they have one group that the university has come up with. And now the alumni, now the USC alumni, whoo, there's an interesting crew. 
they decided they wanted to be involved with this NIL too. So this is going to cause some rumblings. Uh, we'll see. I think a key game early in the year, though, is going to be that second week against Stanford. And I think Stanford has been laying in the weeds prior to the last couple of years in COVID. They had 10 years where they really stepped up and played some great football. And I've always liked their head football coach. I think he's gone out and I think he realizes he needs to have a big year this year. So I say week two, we're going to find out what SC is all about when they play against Stanford. I mean, you're not going to learn a lot against Puffed Rice. But uh, aside from that, you know, I think I think Utah is a great football team, Fred. I think what Whittingham has done with that program deserves incredible, incredible credit because they play Rock'em Sock'em football. That Rose Bowl last year, you know, if, if Ohio State doesn't play the way they played with their great quarterback and wide receiver – I got to say, you know, Utah stood there toe-to-toe with Ohio State in an exciting Rose Bowl. And uh, I say you got to go through Utah, and that's game five, you know, early in the season. They're going to go to Rice-Eccles, and they're going to have to take on Utah at Utah, and we're going to find out a lot about the Trojans in that one. So that's the Trojans, and uh, my Bruins uh, are rated number three in Division Three. Did they rate them too high? <laughs> You're I'm going to tell you something. Don't, don't sell your Bruins short. I mean, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is, is a great little quarterback. If, you, if he had to play USC every week, he'd win the Heisman. I mean, he seems to come up really big in big games for me. And I love their running back. You know, the, the kid they got that's, you know, from your area of the woods up there. In, in, Michigan. Uh, Michigan. Yes. I guess Char- Charbonneau or – yeah, he's a good running back. But I don't he think really that's is. And, and I think, I think you know, they only brought in five guys from their senior, you know, from, from high school. They also kind of picked up on this NIL transfer thing. And uh, I think the Bruins are the surprise team. Them and, and University of California in the Pac-12 this year. And you know what was really interesting, Fred? I know we're a business show. Um, How about ABC Sports and ESPN done with the Big Ten? And we go back to 1966, Duffy Doherty, Michigan State against Sarah Parsegian and Notre Dame, the the infamous 10-10 tie for number one. And that was ABC's first year doing college football. So we're looking legitimately at – you know, I mean, wow, 34, almost 56 years of ABC ESPN took over in 82, and they decided, no, they're not going to be involved. They don't want to get into the, the bidding war. So you're going to have Fox with the early games on the Big Ten at, at noon Eastern. Then, a surprise, CBS leaving the uh, SEC to pick up the package from the Big Ten for the 330 game, which is the most coveted time slot. And then NBC stepping up with the nighttime primetime game. And of course you got Fox sports one and big 10 network also televising them. So there's going to be a lot of big 10 football on the, on the field, you know, on, on TV coming up. And I mean, the money is incredible, Fred, 110 million per school. Think about that. Art uh, in our last couple of moments, uh, continuing on college football, then there's gotta be a whole slew of people like me who have 
I haven't even opened up my Athlon from last month, the college football uh, yearbook. I have not opened it up. That's how angry I am at college football. What they're guessing, what all these networks are guessing, is that people aren't going to be like me. They're going to still love college football. Don't you think college that's football a big, that's a big gamble, Fred. That really is a big gamble. Because i got to tell you something. Um, you know, what, what made college football such a great sport, besides the pageantry and, you know, the excitement of it and, you know, you're, you're, you, you rooting for your school, uh, me rooting for my school. I loved all the games, but I loved the fact that the kids played for the purity of the sport. Yeah. And that's gone now. And what's, you know, like you said before, what's to keep some kid with the quarterback making $2 million a year who's playing tackle, who's getting 500 bucks a week, you know, to say, hey, you know, eh, a couple of sacks here and there, <laughs> get myself 50 grand. This scares me. It really does. And they have no leadership right now. Emmert's gone, the NCAA chief. Um, you know, they need to come up with a strong commissioner. I like Kevin Warren. I love Greg Sankey from the SEC. One of those guys needs to step up and take that sport and really rein it in. And if it doesn't happen, Fred, I think you're right on the money here. You could have some real problems in terms of, of ratings and things of that nature. In our last one minute, Artie, Laura Ingram, six months ago, a year ago, told uh, LeBron James to shut up and dribble. I want to tell Kevin Durant to shut up and dribble. What does Art want to tell him? Well, Joe Sy just about had it. They did it perfectly. I mean, you know, first of all, you don't make ultimatums to billionaire owners, okay? Especially when you really haven't proven yourself since you left Golden State. All right. He's had one knee injury in the air. And then, you know, I mean, come on. The guy's making 50 plus million dollars a year. Um, he, he, the biggest mistake he made was probably leaving Golden State. But I agree with you, Fred. You know, I, I, I just don't know. You know, uh, now I'm hearing that the Philadelphia 76ers are interested in him. And I mean, yeah, you put him with Embiid and Harden and, you know, uh, but my question again is, is it going to be like Westbrook? You know, are they going to be able to play together or one guy going to be hurt? The other guy, I mean, because between the three of those guys, they're walking, you know, injury lists. I I just don't know. But that's the NBA. And it's so hard to get fired up about sports right now, especially NBA sports. I mean, hey, look at this. You got you got. Preseason football tonight, Fred. You got two decent ball games. You got the Giants favored to go to New England and win. And then you have the hottest preseason football team of all time, the Baltimore Ravens, who won 20 straight preseason games. All the all the people are talking about how do you, you know we joked about it last week with the Raiders. Like, how do you gamble on preseason football? Well, you do it very, very carefully. <laughs> all right, I'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Overnight America. Love it, Fred. Thanks, Mario. You're the best. Thank you, Mario. Thanks, Art. Thanks, everybody. Stay tuned uh, for a whole lot more. And of course, uh, we'll be back uh, rather soon. I believe Sports Business Sports Media also heard on podcasts. Bye, everybody.